It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Hey everyone, welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. With me today, Anna Yates, VP of Talent and Culture at Z Beta, a physical security design and consulting group. Um, Anna and I met, if you can believe it, in person. We sh actually shook hands at an event here in Portland. I know it's crazy to, to think about, but uh, I thought Anna would be amazing to come on uh, Great Mondays Radio. Anna, thanks for, for coming on. I appreciate you making the time for us. Yeah, thank you, Josh. I appreciate being here. And it is funny to think that we met in person. I think <laughs> I became the unofficial uh, welcomer at that event somehow was like at the door shaking hands, um, which is <laughs> not something we've done stuck. in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I felt like, I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but I felt like I showed up and I was so out of practice. Like I show up wearing where it was a warm day, but I show up wearing, wearing like cargo shorts to a to a, like a professional networking event. I showed up and I it was almost like it was a dream where you show up in your underwear or whatever. And I was like, oh, I am so ill prepared for this. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for taking me yes. seriously, even though yeah. I was wearing my dad shorts. Um, anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so Anna, you have been a VP of talent and culture for over two years at Z beta. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Roughly two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have been growing like crazy, which is really interesting because a lot of folks that are kind of feeling the pinch, lots of layoffs, but you guys aren't just holding steady. You've grown, you've doubled in employee headcount in the past two years. Um, that's an incredible position to be in. Tell me a little bit about uh, how that has, has been for you as like the VP of talent and culture. Yeah. It's funny. I, I joke with our leadership team because when I interviewed with them, I did ask, you know, what's the growth look like? How many employees are we looking to hire each year? And they said, Oh, we hire, you know, four or five people. Uh, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> we've been really fortunate to have some incredible growth. And I think, you know, there's a couple of things that I do attribute to that. Um, one is just the way we position ourselves within the industry. And, um, you know, we're really kind of riding that wave right now, which is really exciting. Um, but I think there's also when you're growing at that pace, especially when you're a hundred percent remote workforce, there's a lot of things to consider as far mm -hmm. as, you know, how do you maintain that culture? How do you, um, embrace the culture that we have? How do we grow into what that new culture is going to look like as we scale and, and um, grow? So it's been exciting. There's been a lot of opportunities um, here at Zbeta to impact that culture, but I'm also excited to see what comes next for us as an organization. Um, it's almost like this is the, it's with some organization, they like grow and they'll shrink and they kind of, you know, been around and we're like, oh, we've been here before. This, uh, I don't know, confirm for me, it sounds like this is the first time you guys are really hitting some of those big numbers. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we've been around for roughly 20 years. And yeah. I would say that, 
you know, obviously we've had tremendous growth in the last two years, but the company even probably five years ago was only around 30 employees. So um, there's been that steady growth um, and then just kind of this like propelling into growth yeah. um, the last couple of years. Um, uh, very quickly. So we have, we can kind of level set. Can you quickly describe yeah. um, what Zbeta does? So we know what all these people you're hiring are do are doing. Sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm like, I go to a dinner party and people are like, what are you, what do you what do? do? What, what, do you, what does this yeah. mean? Um, so we design the security technology systems that secure uh, buildings, um, primarily focused on corporate campus. So large corporate campuses, data centers, higher education, um, but really, you know, thinking about it from a lens. And it is interesting to also think about it from a people perspective is, you know, how are, how are our clients keeping employees safe and, and what does that experience look like for, our for their employees? Um, but on a day-to-day, -day, our folks, we've got project managers and uh, designers and engineers who are really thinking about those security systems and, and how do they um, keep our clients' um, buildings and facilities safe. That's so, that's really interesting. And it's all thinking about all the different things that are happening in the world that make this kind of a growth industry. And you've got campuses and data centers and all these things that need to be secure. We're just, I feel like the conversation is always like around digital security, right? Like that's, that's usually what we hear about. So interesting that there's this almost boomlet in, in physical security. You, this is, um, you're new to this industry though. You've been, you've yeah. been doing, you've been in, in and around HR for a very long time. Um, what, would you say was the moment that you realized that culture was a thing that you thought was important or like, you know, you're like, Oh, it's not just forms HR's pip, you know, like what is the, yeah. where, where, you know, what, what was that moment for you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's funny you, you asked that because I do think, so I have been in this, I've been in this career for almost 25 years. Um, I joke that I started when I was 10, right? So like, um, <laughs> uh, and I had, I, I feel like I've been incredibly lucky with my career and fortunate in the sense that I've had, to, I've been had the opportunity to work for some really incredible organizations that have had a really strong culture. So the company that I started with, um, I was there for over 15 years and wow. the culture, you know, the culture of that company kept me there for a very long time. And, and a lot of that was centered around, um, how are we taking care of and treating our employees, uh, my function there was a lot different. It was very HR focused. Um, I think, you know, there were opportunities to influence the culture, but I think a lot of it, it was a 50 plus year old company. And I think a lot of it was just kind of ingrained by the time I really came into HR there. Hmm. I did a shift and left that company and left the industry that I had known for so long and went into advertising. Um and advertising, you know, has its own unique culture. And <laughs> you could say uh, that again. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> and I had been working in construction, which has, you know, like that's a big 180 um, to go to advertising. Um, but I think what I learned there was the importance of culture, you know, and I think I learned that it's influenced in so many ways. It's the big moments and the small moments that really impact culture. 
And, um, and I took those learnings to Z beta. Um, and so I think, you know, there's, I've always had this foundation of culture and, and the work that I do. But when I came to Z beta, I saw it as this opportunity to really have a direct impact on the culture of an organization that was growing. Yeah, absolutely. So you're at this moment and um, those people that have sort of followed me or read, read my book, they know that my big observation or realization was that when you hit 50 to 100 people, things change and you got to pay attention to that moment. Um, and that's, that's like a, that's, you know, it's a, it's a watershed moment in an, in an organization. And if you don't pay attention to it, it becomes, it can become problem. It can become problematic, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, you're so, so what has been the big, since coming on, what have you decided to focus on um, to really make the biggest difference with this company that is growing so quickly? Yeah. So one of the things that I did when I came to Z-Beta, um, and I had someone tell me this, I worked with a coach and they, this kind of mantra of go slow to go fast. Yep. Uh, yep. And so I took 30 days to just go on a listening tour and really understand, you know, hear from our current employees, what was working, what their challenges were, and to take those and find the small wins, right? So find where I could have some immediate um, opportunities to impact employees. Um, I was the first talent of talent and culture person within the organization. And so a lot of people didn't know what that meant. Me they didn't know what that meant. They were like, what is what is that? What do you do? What's your role? And so I took that as an opportunity to establish, you know, my what my job was here within Z Beta. And so a large part of it was around the culture piece. And that that meant really understanding our employees, what drives them, um, you know, and what they need to be successful in their roles. Um, and as and I took those learnings and, and, you know, focused that into initiatives that I created uh, for my first year, um, one of them specifically being around the onboarding experience. Um, you know, as you're growing as an organization, um, obviously getting people onboarded and trained up is incredibly important. Um, and it's even more important and you have to be more intentional about it in a, um, hundred percent remote workforce. Um, you know, there's not that opportunity to kind of learn by osmosis that you have right. when you're together in person. It, it seems like this is probably the critical task for these companies that are either distributed or, you know, hybrid or going remote, because you're right, there's no learning by watching, right? By being next to people that by getting that vibe, right? Like who walks in the room, how do people react with them? So what have you, like when you're thinking about designing and redesigning an onboarding program for a hundred percent remote organization, what are some of the most important things that you've learn really they they you really need to include in an onboarding program. Oh, that's a good question. Um you know, I think part of it was understanding for my managers what does success look like. So what does success look like in this in this role for an, an individual um so that we can kind of start building out what does that program and onboarding mm. approach look like. I think the other piece that's really important for employees is for them to understand their why. So why, like, 
what is my role? How does that fit into the to the broader organization? What's the impact that I can have? Um, because especially in a remote environment, it can become very easy to just become so focused on just what they're doing and lose sight mm. of the bigger picture. Mm. And so making sure that folks understand, okay, why? Um, the other thing that I think uh, we've learned, and this is kind of a little bit of a lesson learned for us, was um, we got so focused on training folks up and getting them into the role. And they were spending, some of my folks were spending 90 days just learning and not really having the opportunity to contribute to the work. And I think that was a missing piece for folks. They were missing being able to have an impact um, on the organization. They were feeling a little bit like, I don't know, like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. I'm just learning. I'm not actually doing any work. And so we've really, to your point about like evolving, reimagining, reworking the onboarding, it is a constant process that we are going through to try to figure out what's working, what's not working. How do we improve it? How do we make it more effective? And that was one piece that was missing for us. Um, you mm. know, these these folks that were 90 days of just learning, but not contributing. And so we've worked that backwards into our 30, 60, 90 day plan to figure out where are those moments where they can start um, contributing to the work and start having that impact so that they're really bought in from almost day one. I mean, they should be bought in from before day one, but mm -hmm. um, they're really bought in to the experience and the, and the work. Um, and feel like their 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 work matters. That so all the, the all the things that you were just talking about their why and then their ability to contribute and um the all the aspects of th this to me sounds like how do we um get people connected outside of there, like you're saying, your daily test is very easy. And I think we all know from the pandemic how easy it is just to get heads down, just answering emails, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're like, great, I'm just going to get this work done. But ultimately that's not the important work. Yeah. Is, yeah. is, is that, would, would you, um, how would you reflect on that as part of your, or the onboarding's job is to like, get these folks plugged in emotionally, <laughs> you know, like actually like strategically the why, like, does that, does that resonate? Am I capturing that sentiment correctly? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's interesting because one of the things that I did learn uh, when I did that 30 day, i um, kind of listening to her. Um, I always go on camera when I do um, my one-on-ones with folks. I, for me, it's, the ability to have that connection, see that person, you sometimes get that insight into their, like, into their personality, right? So um, when you're in person, you can look at someone's desk and maybe pick up on something that you have that personal connection for. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, as I was doing that, a lot of my folks weren't showing up on camera. And I asked about it. And what I learned was that a lot of them didn't have cameras. We as a company had not been providing those to folks. And I think there was this, this thought um, or assumption that people didn't want to be on camera, but it wasn't that they didn't have the tools to be on camera. And so 
that was one of my little quick little wins where I just was like, anybody who wants to be on camera, we are getting them a camera. They can, and because there is, you know, like we've got to figure out how do we create those moments of connection for people and being able to see one another is one of those moments of connection. So we do that, you know, obviously we went through, made sure all of our, our current employees had headsets, cameras, they could, they could um, connect with their folks in that way. Um, we obviously now make sure that all new hires have the tools to be able to connect with their coworkers. And it seems like such a, like, such a little thing, but it has such a big impact. Yeah. And now, now people show up, people are on camera on calls, um, whether that's a meeting, whether that's just, you know, our, what we call our chat and chill where people are, um, just coming to coming together to kind of have water cooler chats. But, um, that was an aha moment for us, mm. um, or at least for me, um, yeah. about how do we, how do we create those moments of connection? So it starts, you know, like it starts with those little things and then you build from there. Good. I mean, good for you for, for asking, being curious about that, as opposed to, I, I feel like I would jump right to, Hey, Hey, get on your camera. Come on, let's do it. You know, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Um, that is, and that, what a gift because it's such a relatively easy solution, right? Sometimes you're like, well, this is a problem and the solution is going to be tough, but that one's like huge gain, you know, yeah. minimal investment way to solve for that. Um, yeah. When so you mentioned uh chat and chill, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Other are that and or other relationship building activities that you have either are or have implemented or somebody that yeah. you know taken from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So the the chat and chill was something that actually um our talent and culture specialist came up with um in partnership with another employee. So I think you know. For me, it's really important that talent and culture isn't driving all of these connection points for employees because for it to feel authentic and for yeah. to have buy-in from folks, um, it needs to feel like it's not forced on them. So mm -hmm. that this came about, um, we just had our first one um, last month and uh, a few things that we did to kind of create that connectivity was one, we entice people to show up. So um, everyone got a DoorDash gift card that attended just as a way to be like, hey, come hang out with us. And um, and then we had uh, four breakout rooms. So we had topics um, and folks could kind of choose which room they wanted to go in to have a conversation with their coworkers. And then they could switch rooms if they wanted to. Um, but, you know, in a, in a we have roughly 100 employees and we had about 40 employees show up for that, which to me is is a big win for. Um, and, the, you know, the other piece that we have to solve for is I've got employees in every time zone. So when yeah. we're putting together an event, yeah. we have to be really thoughtful and intentional about, OK, what does this mean for my employee that's on the East Coast versus my employee that's on the West Coast? Um, the other things that we do, we do a, um, a question of the week in our chatter channel. So that's just as a way, um, for folks like, like in Slack our teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like random questions. Um, you know, I think, um, one of the one, and it's fun to see how people respond to it. Sometimes the questions go dead and there's not really any response. And sometimes the thread is, you know, 30 plus people responding to it. Mm, um, mm. 
So we kind of play around with that. Um, we do employee spotlights each month um, okay. as a way to um, highlight an employee and, um, you know, get them to share a little bit about themselves personally with their coworkers as a way to connect. So um, what do you, what do you do? You send out a request, say, Hey, Anna, we're going to do one next month. Would you record, record two minutes about yourself or something like that? So we, yep. Yeah, so we utilize, um, like a Microsoft form that's got, probably 15 questions on it that folks can answer. And then um, they share a picture of themselves that they want folk, you know, like my, I encourage people to use not a headshot, use something where they're doing something that they enjoy or what they're they're with the people that they love or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, and then we just, we, we um, create a I use Canva and we just kind of create a little um, snapshot um, with all of that captured and share it out. Um, so there's, there's that. Um, and then we've started kind of playing around with in-person events. So um, while we are distributed, um, you know, we have a large portion of our employees um, based on the West coast. Uh, we had an employee who retired this year, so this summer. So uh, we use it as an opportunity to bring folks together and be able to to connect um, in person, um, which was really well received and well attended. So we're we're continuing to kind of look for those opportunities where we can bring folks together in a um, in in person setting that makes sense for us as an organization. How did you? Let's get into the the specifics of it. Did you yeah. like? You're like, okay, great. We're gonna come to this person who's, you know, retired in the city or, or is, lives in the city, right? Yeah. And you like basically said, everybody who wants to, we're going to pay for tickets and hotel or whatever and like, come on in. Yeah. So uh, this, this, this individual was in Seattle and I probably have 20 plus employees that are in the Seattle area. Uh, so we sent out the okay. call to them and then I'm based in Portland. And so we offered up to folks in Portland um if they wanted to make the trip up there, we would cover hotel and and travel expenses for them. Um, yeah, so it was, you know, it, it was um, in some ways a low lift um, and a yep. low expense as a way to also create that engagement. Uh, and then for folks who weren't able to attend in person, we have a uh, biannual all hands meeting. And so we allowed, or we asked folks to contribute either videos that they recorded with messages for this person or uh, notes that they wanted in, included. And then uh, one of our employees um, put their editing skills to use and, and put together a collaborative video for us um, that we shared out at all hands and then made sure that that employee had access to it um, for the future. So what do you think, how would you articulate the benefits of getting together in person? Uh, it, I mean, I, I have my... Uh, understanding of it, but what did you see? What what occurred that made you and or the leadership go, ooh, we should probably do this more, <laughs> more often, right? Like, oh, that was, huh, I see it now. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, what I observed was this, uh, we have teams that are very siloed and, um, and, and because of that, they don't necessarily interact with one another yep. um, and, and or actually understand what each other's work is and what they do. And what I saw, you know, as the night went on, because obviously when first pe people first come together, they gravitate towards who they know. And, um, and 
what I saw as the night went on, you know, people kind of meshing and, and, um, and coming together and, and talking and connecting and, and that's not something that you, it's really hard to recreate something like that in a virtual setting. Um, those just kind of like organic, you know, the way that the conversation can organically flow and mm -hmm. pull someone into it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there was that observation where we're like, if we can, we need to, you know, and, um, we need to try to create these moments, um, even if they're small, even if it's just a happy hour. Um, well, so you brought this, you brought up, um, you just said it, which is they don't even know what the other, per what the other teams do, yeah. um, which my theory, my hypothesis is that it's really important to understand, to get to know people outside of your, um, outside of your silo, outside of your group. Um, but also to understand what they're doing, is there some intentional way that, you, or do you, do you see enough value that you're like, oh, the next time we get together or when we do a remote thing, we're going to, you know, share some of that, um, or try to get people to understand that, or maybe it's just your, it, it might just happen any, anyhow, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I think I do think we have to be intentional about it. I think it's very easy for folks to just kind of go back to their side of the fence or however you want to de define so it. Easy. Like, okay. Like I'm going here and this is what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a few ways that we, we try to, um, bring that knowledge and just kind of understanding. So in our all hands meeting, we do um, highlight all of the work that our teams do so that uh, folks can see, oh, that's what our engineers are doing. That's what our managed services team is doing. That's what our labs team is doing. Um, but the other piece, and, and this kind of is going to take us on a little bit different path. But the other thing that I've done since coming on board here is put together role matrices and career maps for folks. And so a lot of times when I'm having, when I'm having conversations with folks and we're just talking about what is my, what does my career look like here? Mm -hmm. We talk about like, go explore, go look at these resources and see where you might want to take your, your path or your career, mm -hmm. because, um, you may not even know that these things are out there or available within the organization because you've been so focused on what you're doing in your team and your path. So there's, so I utilize that as a way to kind of bridge the gap um, yeah. between teams. Um, but I think, you know, the more that we just bring attention to it and talk about it and, um, you know, encourage these in-person um interactions, but I, and also just encouraging employees to be curious, like get curious. What are you doing? Like, what is your job? What do you do? What is that? How does that role impact me? How does it impact the broader organization? Yeah. I mean, I think what I hear you saying throughout this entire conversation is that creating that, that awareness or that context in which you exist as an individual contributor or manager is not going to make itself known automatically like it used to, or like for, for people that are in person, right? When you used to go to an office, the um, it, it now requires some real attention, thought, and detail. And I don't know, I'll just go back to that, that, you know, the, the purposeful creation of those connections, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, that was for me was the eye opener coming in. Obviously I had been prior to coming to, to Z beta. I had made that transition from in-person uh, to remote during the uh, pandemic. Um, but what my organization had at that time was those already established relationships with the coworkers, right? So we had, we had made that move. We had been together in person. We had gone to events together. We'd walk, you know, like grabbed coffee together, all of those little moments and connections we had that we were able to take with us into a remote setting at Z beta. We didn't have that because they've always been remote. So it was not something that, um, they were able to pull from. And so we've had, I recognize myself, I have to be incredibly intentional about how am I helping create connections? How am I myself not getting just so like hyper-focused on my work and not using moments or finding those moments to connect with employees that I would have had in a, in a in-person setting. So there is just a lot more thought and intention that has to happen when you're in a remote setting, um, especially if you don't have those foundations already built that were built up in person. Right, right, exactly. And as we proceed into this uncertain future, that's going to be the case more and more, right? You're just going to, yeah. you'll turn, you know, leave one company and come to another, and then you'll never have met them in person. And so how does that, you don't have that grounding. And that's, that's a really, that can be really scary, I think, mm -hmm. um, for both the individual as well as the organization itself. Yeah. What, what advice, what are the top takeaways or recommendation or bullets that you would advise um, someone to make sure to, what are, what are the have-tos in their onboarding program if you have a remote organization? What What's that, the, you got to have these these things. You got to be doing these things. What can we learn yeah. to take away? Yeah. I mean, I think first, a, like a baseline is a really seamless onboarding to the company. And that to me is my computer. I have all of the equipment that I need to do my job. I'm um, I know what is planned for me on my first day, like taking away some of those scaries that people have when they start a new job, because it's scary to start a new job no matter what, but when you're starting remotely and you're like, I, I don't like, this is so much unknowns here. So taking away those, those things that could be scary, um, or unsettling or nerve wracking for folks. Um, so I work really closely with my talent and culture specialists, with my IT team to make sure that that piece is seamless. Folks know what to expect. They know when their equipment's coming, they know, you know, all of those little things. Um, and then, you know, making sure that their manager is prepared for them and ready for them on day one. So they're not sitting around going, what am I supposed to do? Um, who am I supposed to talk to? Because in an in-person environment, you can look around and pick up on cues. You can't do that remotely. So um, we've got to be really thoughtful and intentional, especially on that first day. So there's, um, and and letting folks know it's okay if that there might be breaks in their day because of scheduling and that type of thing, not a problem. Um, and then from there is, you know, I mentioned it earlier is like making sure that there's, they know the why behind why they're here and how their work contributes to the bigger picture and that they're 
finding ways that we're being intentional about how do they contribute. Um, it may not be day one, but like, let's find those little wins where they can contribute at least for sure in their first 30 days. Amazing. Um, that is incredible. Uh, uh, a masterclass in a remote onboarding. Um, this has been so informative. Anna Yates, VP of Talent and Culture at Z Beta. Thank you for coming on. You can learn more about Z Beta at zbeta.com. Um, and you're always hiring, right? You're hiring you're a ton. Always yep. Yep. I've got open roles all the time. Hit me all up. the time. All <laughs> right. That sounds good. Um, uh, Anna, thank you. This is this has just been so terrific. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on Great Mondays Radio. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.